Blog Talk Radio. Hey, folks, I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Gosh, it's good to be back on the air. You know, taking off Thursday and Friday because I was up at Rustelli Direct uh, was, well, first of all, the trip was phenomenal. But taking that time off from the radio show sucks. You know, I just love to be able to to be with you guys and to hang with you. And it's easy when I'm on the West Coast. On the East Coast, it's a little harder because, you know, we're we're an hour ahead of the ball game over there. But today, I got to, I'm excited. We started our sponsoring ship programs with this current series on Ethics 101. And today, Life Shots, Rip, Shake, and Live from 2110. Uh, they, they are just a great company over there. You know, powder with life's purpose. If you guys don't know Richard Brooke the way I do, then you don't understand that man's passion. He, he took over and, and helped build OxyFresh into what it is and, and for 25 years busted their butt. They've got some of the best all-natural, organic skincare line. Not skincare, but just, just natural lines. They've got toothpaste, toothbrush, mouthwash, you know, all that good stuff. They have more dentists and doctors in that company than I think any other company that I've found. And last year... We're sitting there, and he decided he was going to launch 2110. Wanted to get it in the hands of Generation Y and really crank something up. And the fun part about this was he did it a little different. He didn't go after networkers. You know, it, it, there's nothing that just burns my butt more than people saying, well, you got to go after networkers. you got to churn. you got to bring them in from other companies. You know, that's not what Richard did. He didn't even bring people in from, from OxyFresh. He went out to the people that he loved, that he had a passion for, that weren't in a direct selling company. Lisa Eminess, Chris Widener, great trainers, and brought them in. And they have been building that company for a year. And, I, and I'm just glad that they hang with us, support our cause, support our mission. As you guys know, Richard is a personal mentor of mine, and uh, we talk constantly as he helps to keep me accountable. And I'm also, you guys know, in the next two weeks, I am going to be pushing Catalyst 2011. goes October 5th through the 7th. I'll be there all week long along with Dalton as we crank this thing open. And I want you guys to know if there's any way that you can get there, you need to get there. Jim Collins, the writer of Good to Great, is going to be there again this year. It's going to be great. Blake Mikowski, the founder of Tom Shoes, will be there. I'm excited about that one. You know, Tom has done uh, Tom Shoes has done phenomenal, and Blake stayed true to his cause. And when something like that happens... You can't go wrong. My good friend and brother from another mother, Dave Ramsey, will be there. I love that man. We hang out. We do some crazy things. And uh, and I pretend I'm him about half the time, and people believe it. you know. And, and I don't know why, because he's got a little fuzzy hair that's going to be there. And then one of my great friends, she's a beautiful gal, another generation Y, Margaret Feinberg will be there. She has written some great books, the latest book she wrote discovering God or hungry for God's what it was. Man, I'm reading that book now. We're going to be doing some stuff for her this week. She's got some new stuff out. So, hey, those are the promos. Those are the sponsors, and I love it. You know, it is amazing. After two and a half years of being on the radio, being on the blog and the Internet, what's happened, what's taken place, and the power behind what we're doing, over 60 countries now listen in to this broadcast each and every morning. And, and we don't know how many people that is. There's no way to know. I can look at my downloads and my tunes. I can look that we're in the hundreds of thousands of listens through all of the radio broadcasts. So it's rocking. Today we're in Chapter 4 of John Maxwell's books, Ethic 
Ethics 101, what every leader needs to know. And it's very simple. People make ethics into the nuttiest, craziest thing. If, you, if you've just tuned in, you haven't been with us in the first three chapters, I'm going to narrow this down to one sentence. This is all it takes. Get out your pen and paper. Do unto others as you want done to you. It's that plain and simple. I don't care if it's business or personal. This cockamamie bull crap of, of hey, we're going to have business business ethics and do business this way, and then we're going to do personal and do business this way, or do our personal life this way. That just doesn't work. You know, I'll bring up Rastelli Direct, because when I was up there, one of the things that just amazed me is, is Ray Rastelli, the president of that company, sat down with me. And I said, Ray, why launch a direct selling arm? And he did not hesitate. He said, simply because I want to give back to the people. You know, we started as a, as a small mom-and-pop butcher shop, and I want to go back and, and get that same quality back in the hands of the average people, not just in the restaurants and the, and the corporations and the government agencies that we support and supply. I want it direct. I, I, people don't know who we are. They don't know when they're going to a TGI Friday's or a Taco Bell or something like that that we help supply some of that stuff. And I thought, man, that's amazing to me. Here's a man that just wants to give back. And we're going to do some reviews on their company coming up. But you know what? This is, this is powerful. So today, Chapter 4, Living a 24-Karat Gold Life. Now, the first story that John uses I thought was kind of ironic that we're cranking this out today. And the reason I say that is because – We've all heard of some of the craziness going out going on in Florida in the in the US or the UCA the AA the UCAA football stuff. All the you know, some Ponzi schemer went to prison, now he's saying, Hey, I supplied hookers and money and drugs and booze and all this to these underage guys. So listen to this real quick little story. John says, When you think about college athlete programs in the US, what comes to mind? Fans, alumni, boosters rapidly screaming for their teams to succeed? Players more concerned about exploiting their personal privileges on campus than their opponents' weaknesses during games. Coaches with win-at-all-cost attitudes obsessed with obtaining the championship. If that's what you picture, then you need to know about Coach Mark Wright. He's at the University of Georgia. Now, this is interesting. He took over in 2000. He said, like most men who became head coaches in the NCAA, Reich had a history of success. Despite being only 40 years old, he had 15 years' experience, including seven years with Florida State as a coordinator of one of the nation's most prominent offenses. Matter of fact, under their control, under his guidance, rather, uh, five out of those seven years they were ranked in the top five. It's powerful. At Georgia, in just two years, Reich not only won a division championship, the first in 20 years, but he took Georgia's Bulldogs to rank third in the nation. Reich's focus wasn't on championships. It was on character. He reminds me of Art Williams, the founder of ProStep. Or not ProStep, the founder of Primerica. Because, see, when you look at stuff like this, you realize that it is about character. The difference in education, we talked about this last week, is the fact that when you focus on the morals, the ethics, the foundational, how to live as a human being, people excel. John writes this, if you have good character, 
you're a diligent worker, and all that you do will be focused on, I want to be better. All of our players are talented, but the ones who don't have extra baggage of being in trouble academically, socially, or something else seem to raise to the top. So what did he do? He put a 15-minute class together several times a week called Men of Character Between the Hedges. The team stadium is surrounded by hedges, thus the name. The curriculum was brought to Georgia by Bobby Lanksford, a former pro scout who sometimes worked with the players as a kind of character coach. In fact, the course on character was so important that Vince Dooley, the Georgia athlete director, wanted it endowed so that all of Georgia's students could go through it. See, that's the power of this, guys. When you honestly dig it deep and listen to it, character, and the greatest coaches, the greatest leaders in every sector of the world understand this. Listen to what quarterback David Green said when he was playing. He says, as a player, you have to have respect for someone who can come in and say he felt like he'd made a mistake. And what happened here is right after the coach took over up there, they they were in the last play of the game, and Coach Reich called a play that caused him to lose the game. And when the cameras were on him, when everybody was listening, he said, man, I just screwed up. I made a mistake here. I called the wrong play. When he went into the locker room, he gathered the players around. He said, boys, I'm sorry. I called the wrong play. You didn't do anything wrong. I lost us the game. Now, that's servant leadership straight across the board. That's treating others the way you want to be treated. See, character counts. It doesn't matter how you look at it. If you if you will just stop focusing on yourself, if you'll stop focusing on what other people can give you and start realizing that you've got to give to others. See, this is what pisses me off so much, is that most people are takers. They're not givers. People that have gone to the top of the heap and are called successful leaders lead from the top down instead of the bottom up. Art Williams, back in the 80s, wrote a book called Pushing Up People, one of the first books on servant leadership I've, I ever read, and it has stuck to me from day one. See, the true success of an organization is when a leader is willing to lead by helping his other people. There's some things here that I want you to write down before we get into the, to the nuts and bolts of this today, because I think this is, this is important says, only a person of character can impact others, as Coach Reich did. Character is key to living a life of integrity and ethical excellence. John says, here's some points I want you to hear. Character is more than talk. Most people talk about doing what's right, but action is the true measure of character. I had an individual over the weekend. Write me an email, ask me about a company. He said, Troy, when are you going to take this company off the red flag list, the high-risk MLM list? I said, well, you know, the, the owner's out of town. When he gets into town, I'm going to be talking to him some more. But let me ask you three questions real quick, and this would tell me if it would come off of the, the red flag. I asked the questions. He responded back. And I responded back and said it would still stay on the red flag list, and here's why. So he came back and cussed me out and said, who cares about your opinion? 
And respectfully, I said, well, you asked, not me. See, this is, this is what happens. Character is more than talk. In my case, I look at the facts. If the facts change, we report on it. If the facts don't change, there's nothing to report on. It just stays where it is. Character is more than talk. Talent is a gift. Character is a choice. There are a lot of things in life a person doesn't get to choose, such as where you were born, who your parents are, and how tall you are. But we get to choose our faith, our attitude, and our character. See, that's the overall key right there. You get to choose. You can't gripe about what somebody else does. You can't gripe about how they made you feel this way. I mean, you can. Everybody does. But in the reality is you choose how you feel. You choose if you're going to live by the golden rule or not. It says character brings lasting success with people. Man, isn't that the truth? See, trust is essential when working with people. Character will almost always guarantee that trust. When you build that trust with people, I call it your love bank. See, when you're around people and and you're adding value to their lives, you're adding to their love bank. You're adding to they trust you. Same thing with you. But if you're around and people say, man, you can't trust what he says, you can't respect, that he'll change as the wind blows, then eventually you'll be in the negative. There'll be no money in that, that love account. Last thing that John writes here before we get into what you need to do to live by the golden rule. It says, people cannot rise above the limitations of their character. I thought, man, that's tight right there. But it gets even better. Listen to this. There are really only three kinds of people. Those who don't succeed, those who achieve success temporarily, and those who become and remain successful. Having character is the only way to sustain success. And I'll, I'll give you this. I, because of the fact I, I am so engrossed in the direct selling profession, there's a lot of people that will measure the success of an individual on their financial or their rank level in a compensation plan. And they say most people don't succeed. So I'm going I'm to use this today utilizing this mentality. The majority of people in network marketing will not succeed financially the way some of the hype on the Internet will show. There are some that will succeed at temporarily changing their lifestyle so that they have BMWs, so that they have big houses, so that they have boats, so that they go on exotic trips. And then there's a few hundred thousand worldwide who remain successful because they learned what it means to push up people. They live a life of character. What you see inside and outside is the same. It never changes. Here's something else I've learned. The most successful people in direct sales you very seldom ever hear about because they're not out there bragging about how much money they make. They're not out there bragging about their lifestyle. They don't go put their incomes out on on websites of third-party people. They just keep plugging away, trying to take care of their team, living their life with purpose. So what can we do? John says, if you desire to live a life of character that exhibits ethical excellence, then follow these guidelines. Number one, adopt the golden rule 
as the integrity guideline for your life. I don't care if you believe in Christianity, if you're Hindu, if you're Muslim, if you're if you're Christian science, if you're something I've never heard of. There is nothing at all that you can find negative or disbelieving in treating others the way you want to be treated. And if you're with me in this book at the very beginning, you know that every different religion in the world has this same type of phrase somewhere in it about treating people the way you want to be treated. It's that plain and simple. The Swiss philosopher Henry Frederick uh, Emil stated this, He who floats with the current, who does not guide himself accordingly to higher principles, who has no ideal or no conviction, such a man is a mere article of the world's furniture, a thing to be moved instead of a living, moving being. An echo, not a voice. That's pretty powerful. See, if you desire for your life to be different, to be meaningful, to live with purpose, then you've got to choose the principle to live by. I'm not talking about pushing my values on you. Matter of fact, my daughter yesterday, my 17-year-old, actually went on a date. I mean a real date. I met the gentleman she was going out with. He has expressed an interest in her being his girlfriend. He's older than she is. He drives a charger. She likes that. He works at the restaurant, her favorite restaurant. She liked that. But he's a gentleman. Their value system is alike. They go to the youth group together. They do things together. Now, the boy didn't come to the door and ask to take her out, and he didn't ask me if it was okay to take her out, but I know this is the 21st century. So I went out to him, shook his hands, told him I wanted to meet him, and my parting words were, Son, you better treat my daughter right. And he said, Yes, sir, I will. He's got some good upbringing in him. Or I scared the piss out of him, one of the two. But no matter what, I wrote my little girl a card today, letting her know that she's a young lady. And letting her know that the values that I put in her, I put in her, I can't even talk today. She may like or disagree with, she may change, that she's a young woman, she's going to create her value system. But the one value I guarantee you she will hold on to is the principle that I instilled on her of treating others the way you want to be treated. It works in relationships of every caliber, doesn't matter where. Second thing John says, make your decisions based on this integrity guideline. Once you say, I'm living by the golden rule, then every decision should use that as the premise, that is the basis. When I was talking to Ray Ristelli this last week, matter of fact, when I talk to everybody in the Ristelli Food Group, Ristelli Global, Ristelli Seafood, every one of them, shared the same value, whether it was in the meatpacking plant, the seafood factory, or the sales department. The concept was we, we just want to provide people with the same quality that we would want in our homes. We want to treat the way we want to be treated. When I talk with Richard Brooke at 2110, it's the same thing. When I'm a catalyst, that's the whole passion. That's the exciting part. See, it's not about flowing with the wind. It's not about the flash mob mentality. It's about living and making your decisions based on the integrity guideline 
in this case, the golden rule. John writes this, and I thought this was great. He says, most people only make a few key decisions in life and then manage those decisions on a day-by-day basis, which is true. Once you decide to make the golden rule the integrity guideline for your life, you may have to rethink some of the decisions. How will the golden rule change your goals? Confucius said it this way, to know what is right and not do it is the worst cowardness. See, the bigger the decision, the more courage it may require. Yesterday when I received this email from this individual, had I said, oh, man, I'm, I, it looks like things have changed, I'll take him off the red flags list, he would have not have been dropping F-bombs in his email. It's that plain and simple. I would have been his bestest friend all of a sudden. But instead, I said, you know, there's still some red flags. I still think distributors can be hurt. I think the founders are, are running a tight ship, and they see things different than I do, and that's what makes America so beautiful but I have concerns. And as an advocate, I get to voice my concerns. If a company sends me a cease and desist letter, I get to look at the facts and I'll put up their cease and desist letter, but I won't remove what we've seen. I will add to it and say, hey, here's what we've had. I have a company I'm consulting with loosely in California, and I've gone through their 59 pages of policies and procedures. And I'm going to request that they make some changes on behalf of distributors. Matter of fact, even Rustelli Direct, I went over on their website looking for their policies and procedures and their compensation plan. And it's not there. Now, they have an overview, but they don't have. So I'm going to be talking with Royce today and saying, dude, you've got to put your policies and procedures up there where people can see them before they join the company. They've got to be able to read through the actual compensation document before they join the company. That's going to happen sometimes. See, you don't change with the wind. This, this, I read an article yesterday in Relevant Magazine talking about premarital sex. And, and it's funny because this all goes with ethics. If we don't teach a foundational basis, if we don't teach a, a, a benchmark to go by, then everything's okay. And if we don't create that compelling story of why you should do certain things, And all we want to do is puke down somebody's throat about how this is the rules and this is the law. Then it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's premarital sex all the way up to to building a business. It will be done on a wrong ethical basis. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. See, uh, uh, we may go a little over today because this is so, so important to me. But decisions, not conditions, should determine your ethics. I don't run with the mob. I usually am, am counterintuitive or counter counterproductive compared to what others are doing. Others will say, "Let's just go do it. Let's just go. Do it. This is the comp plan. Let's go blow it out." They don't care what it is they're selling. They don't care if it's high quality or not. Distributors will gripe and moan when a company is is trashing them, but yet when you bring up red flags, guess what? They want to trash you. Doesn't matter. Sometimes there's no-win situations. What you've got to look at is you treat others the way you would want to be treated. Decisions, not conditions, should determine your ethics. Wrong decisions will leave scars. See, every time you make a wrong decision, every time you do something that you know you shouldn't have done before you did it, it'll be impactful. I'll go back to premarital sex. 
my three oldest boys all had babies out of wedlock. We get the, the opportunity and the privilege of raising those three grandbabies. My boys and the women in which they impregnated all realized that they made some wrong decisions and that they're going to live with that. They loved the babies, but they weren't financially or emotionally prepared to raise those children. Things like that will happen. Your wrong decisions will leave scars. My wrong decisions have left scars. Matter of fact, I'll use one, Ignite 360. I I did not feel totally comfortable in taking that position, but I thought, man, this is a a short-term fix for me. It was six months that I enjoyed, but was so glad when the contract was up. Great folks, just wasn't the right fit for me. I did not fit that culture. The more the more people involved, the greater the pressure for conformity. This is that flash mob mentality. We want to go with the flow. Peer pressure. Remember when your mom and dad told you that? It's the peer pressure. Let me tell you something. It's tough. That's why I'm glad I joined the few, the proud, the Marines, because I learned at 17. It's not about what everybody else is doing. It's about what's right. You stand your ground. Last thing John said under under this second one was, inaction is also a decision. Amen to that one. See, if you just sit around not doing anything, saying, I'm going to think about it. I'm just going to think about it. Well, you know what? You're a dull, negative, disillusioned crybaby. Instead of getting up off your doggone butt and doing something, you want to sit there and say, I'm going to think about it. I don't care if it's losing weight. I don't care if it's building a business. I don't care if it's picking up the telephone. If you're just sitting there saying, I'm thinking about it, you're going to think yourself into oblivion. It's a wrong decision, and it's not treating people the way you want to be treated. Thirdly, John says, manage your decisions based on the integrity guideline, in this case, the golden rule. Focus on it. Carol Black, who's the president and CEO of Lifetime Entertainment in 2002, decided they wanted all their programming to be to be created in a way that it showed and supported abused women, that it showed that that is not the thing to do, that it's wrong, that women need to be treated with respect. Going into those February uh, uh, cycle where the ratings all come out, she told the board, man, if we if we do this, which I'm all for and I don't want to change it, we're probably going to get hit in the ratings because this isn't what people are going to be tuning into based on historical documents. I just want you all to understand that. We'll, we'll get our ratings back, but we're going to focus on this campaign because it's the right thing to do. To her surprise, they had their best February ever. And here's what she said. It's just like my grandma taught me. If you do the right thing, you will be rewarded. Folks, I tell people that all the time. I have great companies that, that, that support us and, and on a monthly basis, and, and we do advertising and sponsoring and consulting with them, and that's awesome. But the majority of network marketing companies, they don't support us like that. But what we do is we go out and we see great companies and we say, you know what, we got to spread the word on this, and we do that. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt by telling the people the truth, by showing the good and, and the negative sometimes, that there is no doubt that we are impacting people. And the last thing that John wrote is ask others to hold you accountable to your actions. 
I praise the Lord every day that I got Richard Brook, BK Breco, Wayne Hillman, Kevin Thompson holding me accountable to my moves, to my actions. The reason I do is because I know that it'd be just a for me to go out there and cut my standards short just like somebody else's. And I just won't do that. I may get people that say, yeah, we're going to support you. We want to be sponsors on the radio show and in the blogs and, and, and all that, and never follow through. I have some that say, Troy, thanks for all your support. You helped me through a bad time, and then you never hear from them again. But I know that there's hundreds of millions of people out there that are in and out of direct selling worldwide. And I know that if we can make this one small impact in this profession that we'll be able to counterbalance some of the garbage that's on the net about direct sales. Folks, it's all about the ethical balance. It's about living that golden rule and treating others the way you want to be. Tomorrow, five factors that can tarnish the golden rule. You do not want to miss this show. It's going to be very powerful. Live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here with us tomorrow morning for Real Mentors Radio. Dot com.